smell it first. Me, I'm a big magic user. Woke up 17 vibrators at once. I'm eating the head of Optimus Prime as we speak. Podcast launch! <laughs> Welcome to the second and third S 11th podcast. Not the podcast. <laughs> the broadcast. Broadcast of Chainsaw Buffet. Uh, with me here, I've got Dylan. Everybody say hi as I say your name so people can hi. identify. Dylan, Nathan. Hey, guys. Cicely. Hello. And John. Howdy ho. All right, so we're going to get into some stuff here. No one's going to be able to identify you. My plan worked. Damn it. <laughs> so before we get into everything, we're going to start this off like the last one. Um, and we hit the uh, Mega Lomart and picked up some caffeinated beverages, but this time we've got actual um, caffeine. coffee. I need caffeine. So I, I do as well. Um, I'm going to pass out this first Real one coffee here. from um, the hills of Columbia. I did not get to sleep after the last one until like 4 a.m. Wow, Frappuccinos. Uh, I was just wound up. The guava and the fruit juice. So what we got here are, this is our baseline, guys. This is the baseline. Every experiment needs a control group. Exactly. So this is uh, Starbucks, just straight up Frappuccino. No special. Um, I've never had any of these. I don't know if you guys have. Um, I drink real coffee, though, when I drink coffee. Just like... <laughs> The coffee has to come out of a machine that is uh, wired to the hot water line. This is true. Well, here here goes. So, so is this a chug thing or? I think you're supposed to like smell it first and then kind of switch it, it, it around. It definitely smells like coffee. It's wine tasting, John. Drink it as as much or as little as you want. See, Mike and I come from different perspectives. I like my coffee like uh, women wear makeup. The less you notice it, the better it is. <laughs> that was great. This is actually pretty good, though. I, I, I like my coffee like I like my women, which is strong and hot. <laughs> Last time he said you go dark. Away with that. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't judging. Well, this, um, this is insanely bland. It's very milky. Yeah, it's I like coffee milk. This this really doesn't have. I'm going with a thumbs down. I don't know where you guys are on this. This is. I, a, I'm going with thumbs neutral. Just I'm going with I need caffeine. <laughs> that uh, that conference that uh, we mentioned in the last episode. Yeah, we were there all day. At least Mike and I, and uh, we had to drive back. So how much so, caffeine are we getting on this one? Very I'd little. Say if you had Oreos, it'd be perfect. Because it really is coffee uh, milk. Yeah, and like maybe the double stuff you get. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Of course, how can you go wrong with that anyway? I just like the double stuff. That's true. All right, so we're going to move on to harder stuff now. That was the baseline. I, I, I'm just going to say I, I don't drink, and it's not a, a moral thing. It's just uh, I'm an angry drunk. So, you know, it <laughs> warned me if any of this has actual alcohol in it. We, we opted to hold off on that. Okay. Uh, I was looking at the Smirnoff Ices and all the flavors, um, but I don't think Walmart would let me grab like one of each flavor in a six-pack. You know, That's a, what you should just go city for. You should just go through the self-check. Nobody gives a damn. So this is um, this is a Starbucks coffee frappuccino, but it's a uh, mocha, dark chocolate, dark mocha. chocolate and mocha. So I don't wow. know that this is necessarily going to be more caffeine, just more flavors. I have a strong feeling that I'll be mixing this in with the other one to make it taste good. Because neither one of these on their own are going to be that great. That's my, that's my prediction. Let's see if I'm right. I usually am about that. That tastes thing. almost identical to Yoohoo. It, it does. It, it has like a Yoohoo nasty taste. Like the, it's like uh, a Yoohoo it was sitting that, beside the Yoohoo That's something that went bad in the Yoohoo. Right? Yeah. Like that would be the coffee, in. I think. You got your Yoohoo and my day-old coffee, but are they two different tastes that taste great together? You know what it is? No. It's it's you wanted a Yoohoo, and for some reason you poured it in the coffee mug that you didn't bother rinsing out. That's what this is right here. I can agree with that. Give me a Yoohoo in a dirty glass. Put some coffee grounds in my Yoohoo. That's <laughs> that's what we're after. 
It's Hopefully this last one here. Taste, I'm going to mix these two together and see okay, if it's any better. There are only four of them. So uh, who, uh, who misses out? There's only been four of each, Dylan. Catch up with the program. Today's oh. uh, <laughs> broadcast has been brought to you by the number four. <laughs> and paying attention. Number Who's four and wow. letter C for caffeine. The letters S, T, F, and U. So this last one here is Starbucks Double Shot Espresso and Cream. Now, I've had an espresso once in my life. Um, it permanently blackened some of my teeth. And since then, I've stayed away from this stuff. But this comes in a can. Unlike I wanted to shake one. this like the other ones because they came in those bottles and they Oh, you, you know, know, I didn't shake down. mine. Are you supposed to? I don't know. I want to. I don't believe I don't know so. I, I am curious as to why they've upgraded to the can mm. for oh, this Oh, God. If, I've never licked oh, a dog's asshole, but that is <laughs> that is the flavor that I think I would get. <laughs> Apparently, a, I, I don't want that in my mouth anymore. I'm Apparently, sure a dog's rear this. is coated in caffeine. I, I, what the I just is. got some of the bubbles. I didn't get a real good shot of this, so oh, here's down the hatch. That is rough. Oh wow! Before it's like somebody farted down my throat. <laughs> before I before I open this, is 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 three coffee drinks at once safe? I mean, how many kilo moose is that? I, I, I think this is just half. I think a kilo the can moose. is worth two. If it's a double shot of espresso. Well, espresso by itself is extra, right? Right. That's like condensed. the still float. You can have all this. Can, I'm can not. someone explain the kilo mo the kilo moose system to me? I mean, I understand it kills a moose, but. If it kills more than, you know, one moose at a time, is it that one moose uh, drinks it and it kills three other mooses just by association? Are they moose or meese or moose-eye? It's like I think it's Canada just moose. Is it just moose? It's I think like you Canada add O's the more there is. The more there is, it's, it's moose. like when you search on Google and get a bunch of results. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, Google, once again, proves that uh, it has a better way of doing things. And so, moose. So, if you only, like, half Google, do you goggle? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe just goo or go. I want to just goo. Half goo, goo. goo. So I'm going to go back to the um, mocha. I'm, that's that's the, the yoo-hoo that's a little off, I think. I should have saved some of that to wash the double shot down because, well, quite frankly, I understand why they call it a shot. You have to drink it fast <laughs> so you don't taste it. I actually don't mind that one. The uh, the original Frappuccino with the Yoo-Hoo Frappuccino, not bad. Let's see if we can save this other utter nastiness. I'm saying no. I think I'm going to save my Don't double pour it in there. Just kind of like take because, a sip um, together. Maybe, maybe I'll just like do it the other yeah, way. Yeah, that. I don't know if I should be morally concerned. I can't ruin this any more than it already is. You know, mixing... This is a little bit of crossing the streams here and mixing the flavorless coffee with the double shot espresso... There, there's only one way you're gonna kill that Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. He's not gonna kill himself. <laughs> coffee. All right. Well, um, we have to, we have to, in the interest of fairness, visit a topic, not the topic that everybody wants to revisit here, but we have to revisit a topic and give the other side a chance to correct this. So we talked a little bit about uh, Dylan and I talked a little bit about McCain campaign going off on the D and D basement living crowd um, and his statement. They have issued a formal type of apology here, um, and I'll just read the statement from the McCain party here to apologize to us. If my comments have caused any harm or hurt to the hard-working Americans who play Dungeons and Dragons, I apologize. This campaign is committed to increasing the strength, constitutionary, the strength, constitution, dexterity, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma scores of every American. <laughs> this is a joke, right? This is not a joke. Wow. It starts with if. We offended you, which offends me in and of well, itself. One now, A, we know McCain did not write this, right? No, but it's brilliant. It, it is awesome. He's, he's got it. Did anyone else have anything to say about this? Because I, I was almost going to revisit the topic again. Uh, what the hell did he even mean calling the uh, Obama crowd uh, Dungeons and Dragons? Anyway? Well, it wasn't uh, McCain that said that. Well, not, no, but I mean... The, it was in response to some other negativity and... That aide, uh, Michael Wade, yeah. Goldfarb, was it, um, just instead of saying those damn bloggers, right, he said, 
um, those D and D freaks, basically. Um, so he kind of mixed in his mind. They're one, right? Um, okay. And in McCain's mind, probably too, because from what I understand, dude's not used a computer, right? I, I've heard that. So um, what the truth is that? So we have we have our apology. Um, I do take exception to the fact that I'm a hard-working American. Cause, yeah, that was the first thing that jumped to me was uh, all of a sudden he's uh, kind of slicing the, the crowd again right there. Honestly, I take exception to the fact that he wants to increase our charisma, wisdom, and intelligence because we all know those are throwaway stats. True. <laughs> those really don't matter. Not the mage is the, always the first Not to die. Only if so, you're Pally and... Uh, <laughs> Perhaps we should drop back and ask him exactly which edition he's targeting with his statement there. Because, once again, it could be insulting, or it could be pretty good, depending. Yeah, well, I'm just saying buff strength. That, that's all we need, just more strength. It's it's like uh, that guy who wanted to make a D&D character with uh, zero constitution <laughs> and pour everything into strength. You so, know who I'm talking about. I was that guy. So whenever they had their meeting and they were totally panicking because they suddenly realized that they pissed off a ton of voters, do you think they actually went and said, okay, we've got to find a D&D player and the kind of troubles they probably had to do, like find some no, you know, worker's kids somewhere? <laughs> They're like, oh, God, we've got to find someone who plays D&D. Who has kids? You know, that sort of thing, trying to track down someone within their, their campaign setting, that could actually rot something. They probably track down some of those dirty liberals and pay them good money to, to you know... Okay, tell me one thing about D&D. Go. In all seriousness, I mean, think about the age of people who are going to be working on these campaigns. Uh, not necessarily going to be old people. Even no, so, because you're working for free for something that really doesn't matter in the long run, so yeah, you're probably pretty young. You know? Uh, an uh, interesting... Interesting little wordplay there is I just said campaign setting, totally meaning uh, John McCain's campaign, but it's a good crossover. There we go. All right. Put that one to rest. We're, we we accept your apology, McCain, so um, move on to the next flood. I'm, I'm declaring war on, on both presidential candidates. Uh, me for president in 2032. <laughs> me and Sam Watterson. He's going to be my running mate. I'm announcing it now. I, I would vote for Sam Watterson. I, I'm Sam's not putting it off, you know, for months and months bullcrap like McCain and Obama did, and then you know throw out some no-name guy. I'm Sam Watterson. Me and him, 2032. So, what do you guys think of this? Domino's, completely change of topic here. Domino's is going to start having sub sandwiches. Stupid. Stupid. What? That's bullcrap. They're toasted. Sandwiches. Well, so here's the crazy thing is that for some reason, a lot of places have decided that they need to start branching off their mainstream thing. So you have Subway who started doing pizzas, you have Pizza Hut who's starting to do pasta, and now you have Domino's who I don't know if they're trying to keep up with Subway or if they're trying to keep up with Pizza Hut here, but suddenly they, they have subs. So, so do one thing. Exactly. Do what you're good at, and they're good at it. Well, it well, depends. They're, they're decent. They're okay. Kind of in a downturn. Um, when do you introduce new products? When you know when you're not doing so well to try to increase your market. You don't spend money on new products when you're doing well in general, unless you're Microsoft. So but, I, well, I mean that's I that's another that's another podcast. Here's an uh, idea: rather than ruining a brand name with a uh, menu item that you're going to take off in three months. Why not, you know, start a, another sub-business? The cool thing is you could get a sub-delivered. Okay. So now I like that idea because I don't like the idea, you know, basically, hey, I want something delivered because I'm too lazy. Or Jersey it's Tuesday Mike's. and it's Rock Band Download Day and I have played the new songs as soon as I got home from work and now it's 6.30 and I haven't eaten. Um, and I just want to call somebody, bring me food. I like that, you know, pizza's not the only option, but I don't know that I want a pizza shop delivering me subs. I want Subway to deliver. So any clue what the prices are or what Domino's minimal delivery? Uh, they will be available. There'll be um, five bucks each, four ninety nine, and you will have chicken bacon ranch. You will have chicken parmesan. Those weren't three flavors, that was all on one. Chicken bacon ranch. Uh, chicken parmesan and Philly cheesesteak. I would I would go for just a bacon sub, just you know, just big a, old slabs of bacon, twenty-two <laughs> pieces of bread. Would you, would you at least make it into up? a BLT? Would you at least get tomato and 
Bacon. I don't no. think you heard what he said. He yeah, said just a bacon, bacon sub. Let's come out the middleman here. Yeah. Let's go straight for the bacon. <laughs> These are gummy uh, transformers, actually, that that my wife just brought me. I'm eating the head of Optimus Prime as we speak. <laughs> You're absorbing his life crystal or whatever. The the, uh, the, the matrix spark. of, of yeah. leadership or whatever they call it. <laughs> the all spark. The um, I don't even know if the Allspark is real. I just saw it in the movie. Watch me transform into someone interesting. <laughs> Wait, not working. So I need another one. Some other news here. Um, going on in the news. I don't know if you guys heard or not. Comcast uh, got their hands slapped for the BitTorrent stuff. So if if yeah. if you hadn't heard a while back, Comcast got caught blocking BitTorrent traffic. And not only were they blocking BitTorrent traffic, they were spoofing closed packets from the other end. So it looked like I was sending a file to you and then you shut down your laptop and said, you know, I'm, I'm done or don't need the file. But it was actually Comcast in the middle faking it. Um, the FCC chairman had a great analogy. It's like the Postal Service took your mail, opened it, read it, decided whatever you were mailing was not good enough, put it back in the envelope and then marked, you know, undeliverable return to sender on the mail. So you had no idea why that came back to you. Um, unfortunately, they just got slapped on the hand. They just got a public statement, FCC, that was bad. We are so sorry, and we will try not to do that particular thing again. Well, oh, that's a lie. The, the, the <laughs> no, point no, I want to bring read, up here, that or particular some thing. topic and discussion, <laughs> is Comcast is out there saying, and a lot of the other companies are out there saying, let the market decide. Is that feasible? Is, the is, market is going to say, give me all my shit for free. Yeah. Yeah. Can you even call BitTorrent a market? I mean, don't you have to pay something first before it's considered a market? Well, um, not necessarily. I guess I guess the market decide on the net neutrality argument, so that whether or not you know Comcast should have any right or should be barred from filtering or doing any kind of what they like to call reasonable network management is their catchphrase. The only I, I think it's stupid because the next thing you know they'll be reasonably network handling my while I'm trying to go on my online banking and I'm sorry you should not be anywhere near anything well just to play the devil's advocate here because one of the biggest problems that Comcast is trying to deal with is the fact that I can't even remember the percent so I'm just going to make one up but 95% of all internet traffic is streaming media and things like that so, um, or BitTorrent or things like that. There are these really file heavy, um, transfer heavy things. Whereas, you like know, the yeah, like the MP3. Thank you for, for listening. <laughs> um, but, uh, anyway, so their argument that, uh, that they presented was that, you know, we are not trying to limit your abilities. We're trying to del- deliver quality to all of our users and keeping, you know, Mr. Joe Schmo. Dungeon Dragons player in his, in his so basement. So here's my problem. Throttling your here's my, my arguments against you know that line of of corporate bullshit is that a you're charging for the connection. So are you telling me that you have underpriced the connections? If you if you gave me a five meg line, you're telling me wait I'm not allowed to use five megs. Well, it because depends. and if and if you're not charge more if most people like you say it's only these top percent tier people that do all the 95 you know five percent eat up 95 percent of the bandwidth or whatever 80 20 rule that works out to be uh which is probably true you know there's probably just power users that bring down the whole network um charge more you know charge more for them and who cares what they're using it for and the other problem i have with that is comcast is also a content provider so Comcast is doing that video streaming. Comcast is trying to sell those video streaming services alongside the other guy. And BitTorrent doesn't necessarily mean file sharing. BitTorrent could mean a wow patch. It could. On the other hand, I mean, can you set up an SMTP server on your uh, cable connection? I'm pretty sure most of those, uh, most companies will block that. I know a couple of years ago... Yeah, I tried setting that up, and uh, Earthlink didn't go for that. But, you know, I honestly um, don't know, and I've relayed so many mass mailings off of Google's SMTP servers 
that I don't know that I would need to do that anymore. It amazes me I can send like a thousand emails out over my Gmail account and not get any penalty. I've never been blocked. So Yeah, but the point is the same. I mean, granted, most people are not going to run a mail server from their house, but, you know, if they can block mail because of spam, can't they block BitTorrent because of... Um... Should they even be allowed to block that? Should it just be a utility-style service where, like the electricity... You know, if I choose to plug my electricity into a plasma screen TV, that's what I do with that. If I choose to, you know, hook up 17 vibrators at once, then that's what I choose to do. It's, I'm paying for the electricity. How do you, how do you use 17 vibrators? I what got a schematic. That, that, I got a schematic that I can bring out later. That would require so, so many people if you're filling every orifice, but anyway. Your mom manages to do it wonderfully, though. Yes, she does. <laughs> <laughs> one your mom joke. All right, so we've discussed today. that topic. Um, so, uh, mom, now that we told you, now that I told you about this podcast, and that I really wanted you to hear it. I'm sorry for that. Hi, mom. I, I don't think we should. If you have told your mom about this podcast Sex at any point, you. you have made a mistake. Okay. <laughs> so, one thing I do want to tack on to that conversation before we move away is, you know, Comcast has announced a new scheme for throttling beyond. The uh, BitTorrent. I don't know if you guys have heard about it, but basically their their new uh, idea is instead of just targeting the BitTorrenters, instead they're going to grab the top tier downloaders, and that's their new idea. So you, so you can look block at my your iPod service now. Yeah, well, they're going to the block whoever is the heaviest traffic users up to like twenty minutes at a time, totally shutting off their. Well, what uh, if? That's going to. Go I mean, how do you well. define who's the top tier user and if what they're using is wrong? Because what if you don't use it at all? Olympics come out, you're an Olympic freak, and you're all over that Olympic site streaming nonstop, 24 hours a day, getting no your Olympic on. No for you. You know, you're, you're getting your ring on. No and, Phelps. <laughs> um, you know, that's it. You're, you know, you're super Phelps. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I've got an article right here um, on Phelps right here, and, and we can pass judgment. So we're going to be a little jury here for a moment. And is my Phelps a gold farmer? Okay? And I will I will give you... The, 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 um, incriminating evidence on Michael Phelps if he does in fact count as a gold farmer. First of all, he's collected a lot of gold and dudes in China. Right? <laughs> so, I mean, that's suspicious right there. He has been seen with multiple people getting gold at the same time. Right? He's been seen with at least three other people and they end up collecting gold. So that definitely, you know, reeks of some gold farming. He has been witness ninja looting. Right? We have seen the guy steal gold in less than a tenth of a second from someone else. All right, so there, there's some ninja looting less than a on there. And, you know, he's going to leverage his gold into, you know, money. You know, because he's going to exchange this gold on money. He will probably be doing some ads. Michael Phelps Speedos, you know, I mean, would you want any other now after this? So... Um, and, and these charges are coming from G4. So they're leveraging this. So those are the facts they have entered into the court. So Michael Phelps, gold farmer. Guilty. 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 Definitely. All right. So now, guys, we can get to uh, the topic that I know two people at least are on this podcast, potentially three, although uh, Nathan didn't listen to the uh, first podcast, so he hasn't actually heard Broadcast. what's been said. Well, he hasn't even heard what's been said about him specifically or this topic. But in the last podcast... And that's why he's still broadcast. To you. It's why he's still saying it. In this last broadcast... Thank you. Fuck the fruit company. In this last uh, broadcast, we... Um, I asserted some facts uh, on some the... Facts uh, that cannot be denied. They are facts marks. that Japanese Ooh, role-playing games suck. And Final Fantasy is the worst of the sucking. Ugh. So I leave that there for someone else to pick up. Uh, defend that if you dare. I'm just going to throw if... this out here, just so you know. I defended Final Fantasies 1, 2, and 3, or 1, 4, and 6, if you want to look at them that way, and uh, Chrono Trigger. Everything else, I'm like, eh, meh. Oh, and Final Fantasy 12, I defended that. Oh, well, before we launch into the, uh, the Counter-Strike here, what were your points? Like, in a nutshell, game. like three sentences, what were you saying? I, I believe, if, if I may you paraphrase, may. You may. Um, it was that the menu-based driven system became old and hackneyed as technology progressed. And he hates turn-based. Yeah. Uh, and that 
some of the story and dialogue, in particular with Blue Dragon, because so much of it was non-voice dialogue, it was text only, and this is on a... Well, no, it's not so much that it was... Um, the fact of the matter that was Blue Dragon is three DVDs, and it's text, dialogue, right. not voice. It's like that's just filled up with bad plot and bad Blue story, Dragon and the dialogue is horrible. first RPG. If I can kind of... Because I, the reason I wanted to paraphrase for you, Mike, and forgive me, uh, was because I kind of wanted to step into the more semi-neutral uh, counterpoint. Uh, I, I agree with, with Mike that the menu-based system, uh, as presented in uh, Final Fantasy th- uh, VI, quote-unquote, and following, did become a little bit stilted because it was just turn attack. Now, they did add some interesting dynamics to that. Uh, for the hardcore aficionado. But there are some some games uh, I bring into evidence uh, last year's uh, RPG of the Year, in many people's mind, Persona 3, that added some very interesting strategic elements to a turn-based menu-driven system where uh, in this game you had uh, powers that you could equip called Personas, and they had different elements attached to them, and different elements, if used on certain other elements that the enemies may have would uh, give you an, an extra turn, so it added a bit of depth and strategy to it. And it was very well presented. Um, but as far as just the I-click attack, I attack, wait, they attack, I-click attack again. Yeah, that gets old. Um, so I've not played Persona. Is Persona a Japanese role-playing game? It is. Yes. It is from Japan. Is it a PS3 or is it a... It is a PlayStation 2 PS2. game. Uh, that came out last year. Uh, just to kind of jump in here with the, the whole menu-driven system, um, I have to say that I actually really enjoy and prefer the menu-driven system above the uh, real-time action or whatever. Because you suck at it, don't you? Uh, no, not because I suck. I suck but, no, majorly at um, them, and I need them to survive. <laughs> you're, you're one of those no. people, are, are you working the camera, and you end up staring at your ass half the game, like, trying to shoot? No, that's only if I'm rolling, like, a 9 elf in Warcraft when I stare at that. But anyway, no, my point is, is that um, the problem with a lot of games is, especially when the, you don't have this menu system, is a lot of times it removes uh, some elements of strategy. So you have to be really careful like with games like Kingdom Hearts or even with a newer Final Fantasy game on the PSP. It comes very close to being a button masher. Um, Devil May Cry, another thing that is a really excellent game and I enjoyed it. But for the most part, I mashed buttons the entire time. I didn't have any sort of strategic element to it. And the problem, another problem is Final Fantasy, Fantasy is one of those that's really steeped in magic and things like that. It's very hard to work in spells and components, especially things that require charge times and these sort of decision-making trees inside of a real-time aspect without, you know, having your mage just totally pwned. Um, now, I have to say I'm kind of sad, though, because Final Fantasy XIII, as I understand, has ditched totally the menu system, as well as uh, 13 Verses, which is uh, a PlayStation 3 exclusive I heard today, which yep. is really exciting. Well, the I think was going that way, anyway. Uh, well, see, 12 did, but they still kept the menu driven, and the great thing about 12 is they've balanced it to where you can still keep that strategy aspect going on, but you still have a little bit more of a live interplay, um, as opposed to, you know, the, the tweet, 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 attack, tweet, tweet, tweet with the menu system. I think an interesting point that you brought up, Nathan, whereas uh, the action RPGs, we'll call them, like Kingdom Hearts, uh, you know, turn into button mashers, an interesting uh, theory would be to make them a step above the straight-up button measure, make them like a Ninja Gaiden, where you have, you know, combos and very intelligent combat, where you can't just run through and button mash in Ninja Gaiden, you'll get decimated in the first five seconds. You have to carefully plan out your course of attack, but everything is done in real time, there is no menu, there is no And you need uh, bigger options. Indeed. Indeed. Well, yeah. Uh, well, that's actually a great point, but then there's also a limitation there, is the variety of the things that you can do is severely limited by the amount of buttons on your control. So, Final Fantasy, I have like five gazillion spells. I have all sorts of different abilities. I have limit breaks, things like that. If you go back to some sort of button uh, combo Only system, you get a limit, limitation on your variety. You do really need, you know, all those spells and everything that they have. I mean, they just seem to... 
When in, in the menu system, you know, it seemed to evolve even worse because it's it's like a menu and sub menu and sub menu and sub menu system. And then there's a menu system to go out and configure the options on the menu system that you were using the game. What was the game that you played, Sicily, that had the insane uh, leveling up? Like you would unlock pieces. You that was twelve. You're saying no. Yeah, that was, was had to be twelve. Was that Final Fantasy twelve? That was twelve. 12. I, I'm only three quarters of the way through Where that. Where once you would spec in that, you could see what the other options surrounding that portion was. That was I right. really like that mechanic though. I mean, it's, it's it's wonderful. Yeah, it was different. It wasn't could, necessarily. And then the lighting was encyclopedia is, Britannica is of options, and that's just overkill. I mean, you you, you shoot magic missile. You only need one magic missile. You know, you don't need 40 incarnations. Just level it up. I think that's... Oh, go ahead, John. Uh, I was going to say, I think a lot of that has to do with how the gameplay system was arranged because, uh, as we alluded to earlier, there was kind of an option available for the traditional menu-driven player, but since everything was done in real time, they had what was called the gambit system where you could basically set up a hierarchy of actions for your characters that they would behave in certain ways situationally, and the license board system played a big part in that because unlocking those licenses meant that you could access certain uh, preset actions through the through the gambit system. So it gave you more options if you decide to go through the uh, the pre-planned route rather than the uh, micromanagement route. So one thing I have to say you do have a good point on is when you say, do we need all these spells and abilities? I have to admit that there are some things, like in the Final Fantasy games, I never use. For instance, the spell Bio. Has anyone ever I've really... i Bio. Oh, well, okay. But then the second thing to tack onto that, which that's an excellent point, is once again, options open up different play styles. I and by allowing those options, you kind of cater to a larger degree of personalities. Me, I'm a big magic user. I love magic. I love I the, the thought of being a wizard. John over there, I know for sure, is... Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, John, I'm sure, is like a hack and slash guy. He loves me in the forefront I, fighting. I'm actually the the uh, the fighter mage hybrid, uh, as as you well know, Nathan. If there's any way for me to jury rig melee fighting with the option, just if I'm feeling frisky or just trying to get close <laughs> to the enemy to cast a couple of spells and then beat the crap out of them, I will do it. Laraga. So, all right. Um, speaking of role-playing games, guys up on Fable 2 coming out in a couple months, I believe. I, I believe it's pretty close, a couple months. Right. Did you see the Fable 2 pub games? I saw them and uh, immediately ignored them as uh, pandering stuff that, you know. So here's here's the angle, here's, here's the topic on this. So pub games is this Xbox 360 download um, it may be on PlayStation 3. No, no, Fable no, 2 is an exclusive a, Xbox, Xbox, right? Exclusive. Um, so, you download and you play stupid gambling games that are in Fable 2 itself. So it's not like they did anything extra to put these together. The download is an $800, or $800 point, $10 download that you pay for. Or you pre-order uh, the game, which means buying the game before you see the reviews. You know, here's a way for us to get you to buy this game... Um, and not actually pay attention to reviews to know if it's worth buying. And and they're charging for this, and the only tie-in is that the gold that you raise playing this stupid, and it's been rated like one star, it's been horribly slammed across all the gaming review sites. The gold that you earn in pub games, though, will transfer over to your Fable of Two character when that game ships. So it's like, Apparently there is a bug an right now. It, it, yeah. It, you were about to say that. Yes, There's I a was. Bug right now, where you're getting uber amounts of money. I mean, enough to buy the world and have slaves in every city if you want to. So is this a bug or is this genius freaking marketing? They're calling it a bug right now. It would have to be a bug. I can just imagine, you know, the dev team hears about this and it's like, what? Wow. No, 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 wait, wait. Wait, Maybe do you're just you reacting fix it? in the terms of thinking they of a massive yet. online role playing game. That right, that would be bad. There's no world economy here, right? So, hey, if you want to just buy everything, and if you played the first Fable game, there were lots of ways to spend your money, you know. And in this one, there's going to be even more. You can buy more houses, more shops, and things like more that for ways. your character. Um, and it, so, you know, it's like, hey, I could go out and do that. Or, wait, I heard this. There's this bug. And so if I spend 10 bucks, 
I can get a bazillion gold. Yeah, I I think it's brilliant. Uh, what, like you're saying, Mike, why fix uh, what's broken? Because now people who are interested in the game, they're going to go out and, and pay ten dollars for this uh, piece of crap, so they can uh, raise enough money to buy their particular civilization. And uh, Cicely brought up an important point. In Fable 2, they better darn well have more than one voice for your wife. You know, you, you can marry whoever you want to, <laughs> but as soon as you marry her, her voice changes to that one voice. And then I beat her mercilessly and killed her out in the woods somewhere. Oh, well, see, I had a wife, and life. I went for a wife in every town. Um, because when you got up to a certain point, they would greet you with, like, swords. You know, now where the wives got this stuff, I have no idea. But you would come back, they and they would have an epic sword. For swords. I, I have missed you for so long in here. I've I've got this epic rare sword that you're out there questing and have never come across. But I was cleaning under the kitchen counter, and look what I found. <laughs> Nothing so love like fat loot. Um, exactly. <laughs> that's great. Uh, kind of jumping back to the point just for a second is uh, your question whether it's a marketing strategy. I think it kind of depends on the gamer, and once again, it's. No, no, my question is, is this a marketing strategy from Fable 2 and Lionhead Studios? Is this bug intentional? Right. No, here's my point is... Hey, we're talking about it. Yeah, well, here's my point, though. It is a marketing strategy, but whether or not it's appealing is the question. That actually is not appealing to me. So you believe that Fable 2 and Lionhead Studios, this isn't a bug. They coded this in and expected people to find it. No, I guess my point is, is part of the basis that you guys are going off of is that it's something that's appealing to the gamer. That's actually so not appealing to me, because if I started the game with everything I possibly wanted, why would I want to play the game? It would destroy any reason for me. Own other people. Well, no, why would I want it? Because this isn't an MMO. I mean, well, it's Xbox achievements too. So I, I don't you, care. Who cares about achievements? Does aren't anyone you able to really care? With other people in that particular game. Yeah, you're supposed so to be able to jump in online with with the other. World. No, but I will replay a game off of achievements. If I if, if if achievements are done right, it'll get me to replay a game several times. In the case of Mass Effect, like I said in the last podcast, six times, um, just to get all the achievements. You know, if I like wow. a game, it's an excuse to replay it, and I don't need much of an excuse. Now, Bionic Commando Rearmed, which I played, um, fuck that game. I am not replaying that. I don't care about how many achievements I didn't this unlock. Is that game from is insanely the major hard. Major fanboy. For no, uh, and yes, I was a rabid fanboy. For uh, Bionic Commando, bought it sight unseen as soon as it was able to download. This isn't a case of like, you know, you love a game or a uh, TV series when you're a kid and then you come back and it's like, uh, wait, why did I ever like this? No, no, because it starts out. Um, has anybody else played Rearmed? I played the demo. Played the demo? Okay, so the demo um, could really suck you in because it like brings back that nostalgia. Did you play the uh, original? Yeah. Yeah. So the, the original, I mean, it brings that back, and you're, like, digging the graphics. Um, I wish the demo would let you do some of the cooler new things, like lift the barrels and throw the people with your arm, but you have to get upgrades to get that. Uh. Um, the multiplayer is pretty cool in the game as well. However, the insaneness of the timing of the swings and, and, and in certain levels um, is crazy. And the last level is completely redone, and it's all... Swinging timing, being perfect, landing here, and you do you play about fifteen to twenty minutes to get to the final battle, and then true to eight bit Nintendo style and its roots, you fail the final battle, you're back at the map, you get to play it all over again. Ninja Turtles on the NES for the win, baby! Exactly. Did did anybody finish that game? I beat that game. Thank God. It took forever. Uh, we got really close one night and blew it, and I've never loaded it up again. Just so you know, if you want to beat Shredder, it's all about the boomerang. You can pwn Shredder with the boomerang and never die. And again, that's a game that I would love a remake of because, you know, the, the turtles getting in the little van on the overhead maps kick, you know, that they rock. They released it on the Wii. Did they release it? No, no, they they re-released it. Yeah, I mean, on virtual console. No, I want an update. So, like, Bonnet Commando is new graphics, new styles. The new, interesting you know. thing about that is I think one of the most difficult factors of the uh, of the game was not the game itself, but rather the controls of the game. It's like, everyone hated that part where you had to disable the bombs under the dam, and yes. you're, like, swimming around those little electric 
Seaweed. Seaweed things. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't the game that was hard. It was it the was, fact that you yeah. had to time the freaking button mashes on the well, NES. Part of the other game, too, that sucked so hard is, like, once you lost um, Donatello, <laughs> you lost the ability to, like, kill things <laughs> a level above you. You know, like, Raphael sucked. Yeah. You know, you, you were dead by the time something got close to fight with him. So when you were down to, like, Raphael, and, and I don't know if you guys played the same way. Like, you played Donatello first, and then you went to Leonardo, and then, like, maybe you were doing Michelangelo, and then, like, last, I, Raphael. I screwed with Michelangelo or Leonardo just because, yeah, Raphael sucked. And Donatello, okay, he was the most powerful, and he had the best reach. He was he slow was, as was crap. Slow. Yeah, the funny thing is, like, if you hadn't weren't convinced by that point that Raphael was definitely the crappiest turtle in the world, the game certainly reinforced it. And any time I had to do, like, the jump that I knew I was going to die, yeah, Raphael was the first to go. Then Michelangelo, then Leonardo, and finally Donatello, which I would weep every time he died. So I wouldn't mind that game to be remade. But what they got to do when they remake it is, look, we've moved beyond the I screw up and start the whole game over again you know we've now, gotten soft. i'm not saying i need save anywhere save all the time you know but i don't want to sit and play through 20 minutes of level i've already passed because i died at this one point you know that's getting excessive like three minutes back if you want to keep it slightly retro feel or something of that nature uh, what they do in bionic commando rearmed is they throw you to the main map once you lose all your lives now um, so you don't have to replay the game, you just go back to the main map, you start over at the new level. But what sucks is, when you finish one level, and you go on to the next, they don't give you a new set of four lives when you parachute in to the next level. So you have one life. It's almost like, kill that life now, because you don't want to get halfway through this map and die, and you'll start over. Yeah. Well, actually, with Ninja Turtles, that was pretty much like, you blew an afternoon on that. And if you failed, uh... You just wasted your afternoon. So, I guess touching on that vein, I would say that I probably prefer the Halo system more than anything else. Like, the che reset checkpoints. Yeah. And far enough apart that you can't brute force your way through something. And, you know, I've seen some people, like, just kind of run through an act and just hope to God they don't die in some miraculous amount. And they're like, thank God I just hit a checkpoint. I can turn it off now. But having far enough apart where you can enjoy and actually have to really strategically approach the situation... Or you fire up two-player, and you let that second guy sit oh, somewhere safe yeah. while you run forward. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the second thing. Maybe that's not so cool with two-player. But one-player, uh, <laughs> it kind of carries my point. Well, if, if we're talking old classic retro style, you know, if you're playing multiplayer, you can't leave the same screen. You're, you're going to be uh, stuck in that same area, so you have to progress together. I like the old games where if the first player goes too far, the second player just starts getting dragged across the screen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that there and you getting punched in the face. Now, uh, <laughs> if you want to talk about suck in regards to that sort of having to start over, Final Fantasy 1 was one of my biggest frustrations. As I was playing the NES, you would like go to the bottom of these dungeons, defeat the boss. You have killed the boss, thank God you finally beat him, but then you, know, you have to drag your bleeding broken characters up every level back out of that across to town, which is like, you know, 30 screens away, and you usually die, that's usually when you die, not the other way around. By the goblin. Yeah, by, by the freaking goblin you've killed 5,000 times. I do remember Final Fantasy, the original Final Fantasy, the Marsh Cave always kicked my butt, and I think I was stuck at the, like, the Chaos Temple or whatever it was called at the end there for forever. And I played, you know... Days. Yeah. yeah, and the pats are harder than the bosses, strangely enough. Yeah, and then you come back and play like the GBA remake, and it's so much easier. I, I'm going to... Well, I'll tell you what, um, I won't reveal the ending to you, but if you if you want to live that again, Bionic Commando Rearmed, they got a little bit of that at the end for you. Of uh, Yeah, you finally freaking got through the main boss. Oh, guess what? You can die to a peon and get to replay it all again. Nice. So. Uh just to flex my muscles as Uber nerd for a minute, uh, there's an old Sega CD. Yeah, there's an old Sega CD game uh, RPG called Lunar. And uh, yeah, I played that. Yeah, Lunar Eternal Blue was uh, one of the good. first games I ever played that uh, actually enacted a save anywhere system. You had certain points in the game that you could use towards leveling your character, but you would also use them to save, and you could save at any spot in the game anywhere because it was it was on. CD at the time, and it was 
all high tech and stuff. But that was in like the early nineties, and then it took us five or six more years after that to get back to save anywhere. I don't mind systems. I think my favorite system has to be like the kind of like the Mass Effects and things like that. The save out of combat. I like that. Out of combat and things are good. You can save. Um, if you're in combat, no, you can't save. And and it still makes it difficult. It's not like you get to a tough room, you know, a little bit save, a little bit save, a little bit save, because in a game like Mass Effect, um, you know, you'd be wearing down um, your your um, heals, you know, because you only had like a limited number of those heal packs. Right. And, you know, if you blew two of them getting to the first room to save, you really didn't want to save again in the next room because you're like, I blew a lot of heal packs and you got to play this because I made that mistake once. Where I was having a very tough time getting through um, one of the achievements, I had to play it through on legendary or or the max difficulty. And so as I was fighting through the room, and I think uh, have you guys played Mass Effect? Yes. Right. Love so it. So this is with the um, on uh, the planet with the tree being or whatever, where you're going spiraling yeah. down and yeah. then coming back up or something and killing it. Uh, it was just insane at every step point to fight that Asari. That got generated and everything like that. So every time I cleared one of those nodes, I saved it. And then the last one was virtually impossible because I had blown all my heal packs and everything. Right. So I think it's still a good system. Multiple save files. That always helps. So, uh, and I'll, I'll quit going back on these save things, but the crappiest game in the world in regards to saving. Resident Evil? Resident Evil. Oh, my God, that sucked. Um, I don't know if you guys play the original Resident yeah. Evil, but basically you had to track down the uh, ink ribbons, and you only had like five in the game. I swear to God, there's only five. <laughs> and so if you wanted to play the game, you had to play for like eight hours on end and save like those were your treasured gifts. It didn't matter what weapon you got. It was all about the ink ribbons. Oh, that sucked. Resident Evil 4 rules. Woo! <laughs> I end up having very, very troubled sleep at whatever time I play one of those games. So I, I, I tend to stay away from Resident Evil in particular. So what Not are we because playing? it's a bad game, just because it creeps me out on occasion. What are we playing now, guys? John, what are you playing now? What's, what's your game right now? Well, uh, for the last few weeks I've been playing uh, Soul Calibur IV, uh, playing it online and, and playing through the... Uh, the tower mode where you can go through and face all these crazy challenges and unlock crazy gear that looks horrible and ugly on your character and making unholy <laughs> abominations. Um, my favorite thing to do with the character creation system, though, is just undress all the female characters and just put them down in, like, bathing suits. So you're turning it into DOA, right? Pretty much. And, and, uh, DOA I love, with Yoda. I love DOA. Uh, well, I have the, the PlayStation 3 version because I, for fighting games, I prefer the PlayStation controller over the Xbox controller. Although I do love DOA, play DOA 4 all the time. Um, no, he, he loves DOA. Uh, well, you should, you should see the, uh, Ione mug that, uh, Jim bought for me. It's nice. It's got the little, it, it's got a picture of Ione on it, but then it's got like boobies, like actual physical boobies on the mug that you can kind of, Run your fingers <laughs> over and stuff. It's, it's great. Oh, there's an image for you guys. Uh, Yoda in a bathing suit. Yoda in the bathing suit. <laughs> Enjoy it. It looked kind of like what are you playing, Nathan? Nathan? What are you playing now, Nathan? What's your game? Uh, currently, I've uh, kind of had a resurgence of Warcraft for a while. And uh, you kind of end up going through spurts with those. Are you interested at all in, in uh, Warhammer that's coming out? I mean, a lot of people talk about that. There's one. a lot of people talking about Warhammer, and it seems like a lot of people are talking about Age of Conan, which I think is still a little ways out, but a lot of people are really pushing for that as well. So I am interested. The problem is, is that Warcraft has aged now, and it has, you know, the, the uh, their staff and the world has developed so well that it's going to take a while for those other games to catch up. And uh, I really think they're going to have a hard time reaching that same balance and depth, although, you know, honestly, Warcraft doesn't have a lot of story depth, but as far as play depth and uh, strategy and what they can get away with, I think it's going to be kind of hard. So they got a hard road in front of them. I think we'll see people get bored of Warcraft before we'll see any other game catch up to it. But Probably true. there are some pretty great things on the horizon that I'm looking, looking to do. Uh, the Sky 3 is coming out, Woo! which I'm excited about. And probably the thing I'm the most excited about was Blizzard's recent announcement of uh, Diablo 3. 
we have been promised Diablo 3 for like a decade now. Well, Diablo- well we have another decade of waiting to go. Just because they yeah. announced they worked on it now means <laughs> we have at least another four or five years between we see I, it. I think they're and going that doesn't mean we don't see it. Because did anybody ever see you know, StarCraft Ghost? Yes. Or Warcraft Adventures. Right. You know? Right. Um, wow. So the fact that nuke them forever. Don't, don't do that to me, man. I'm so excited about that game. I think we'll see that, and we'll see StarCraft 2, because these are uh, existing franchises. They're not a spinoff, which is usually what they kill their spinoffs. Like, these will make it. Uh, yeah, I'm totally jazzed by you know Diablo. Diablo is a game that I don't understand why I like. Like, when I stopped back and, and think about it, it was like, man, I just clicked a bunch. I just clicked. But, like, when Diablo 2 came out... It was like every night, just click, 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 you know, that's like what I'm doing. That's like all I can think about, you know, is like clicking, clicking and getting loot. It, it clicking and loot, clicking loot. and loot. It's all about loot. In fact, like, I played through single player, had a ton of awesome gear, set pieces, you know, full up. And I stopped playing. I don't even know if I've got that save file anymore. It's like, it's so hard to go back after that because I'm just. So, what are you into now, uh, Dylan? What's, what's your game? Rock Band would probably be my game. Uh, did you get the latest Duran Duran? I, no, I did not. Um, I also picked up uh, Geometry Wars 2 after someone on Twitter was talking about it and just had to play it. Pretty awesome. That sucked me in for a couple days. Like, Did you buy it or are you playing the demo? No, I bought it. Oh, okay. So, so how are you playing? So I played the demo of it. And how are you digging the other modes? Because the demo just comes with like that first straight up... Uh, oh, the... Timer. The other modes are really interesting, like uh, pacifism is a different way to play, you know, King of the Hill, different way of playing, way of thinking about it. I don't know. They get You play one until it gets frustrating, then you play another one, then you, you know, they're, they're really interesting. If you enjoyed the first game, it's a lot more variety. That actually brings up a kind of interesting concept, if I don't derail us too much here. With uh, you're talking about geometry wars, and we're talking about how much we love Diablo 2 and things like that. Isn't it odd that sometimes the more simplistic games, to where it doesn't require involvement or you delving into, are sometimes the most fun and the easiest for you to get into? Um, you know, we this see isn't a- what you you're, you're after, and you know, and I switch between modes as well. That sometimes I don't want to think, and then sometimes I want deep thought. So um, you know, geometry wars, but it. At the element of fun, you know, if it's just if it's just simple fun, then a simple game can be, you know, really, really fun for a really long time, yeah. as long as it's, you know, like a fun mechanic and it doesn't have anything getting in the way of it. Um, and you know, games that are a lot more complex and things like Geometry Wars aren't fun. Yeah, kind of going along that same line, uh, talking about this guy 3 coming out, I'm probably going to play that for about 200 hours, and then uh, after I've done everything that can possibly be done on that game, I'm going to be wiped out on, on RPGs in general for a while, so I'm probably going to drop into something mindless like a sports game, or uh, I'm going to plug my favorite Xbox Live arcade game, uh, Trigger Heart Exalica, which is you know just a basic shooter with a little twist on it. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to get into fighting games and things that are not necessarily simplistic, but they're not the thought-heavy, you know, thinking 12 moves ahead that a stra- you know, turn-based strategy RPG is. You know, I go in shifts. Uh, some days it'll be, you know, a sports game. Some days it'll be, you know, 20 hours with this guy. Yeah, well, I mean, simple games like that, you can sit down, you can play for five or ten minutes if you don't get uh, completely sucked into them. Whereas, you know, your Final Fantasies, your Oblivions, your Mass Effects, things like that, it's going to take you a good 15 to 30 minutes just to get, you know, sit down, get into it. But when you get into it, it's an experience. So what are you playing, Sicily? Right now I'm playing Blue Dragon, and when I'm done with this, <laughs> I am going to be playing Harvest Moon. All right. <laughs> and then probably finish up my Rune Factory. I've not finished that yet on my DS. So uh, in, in chain like uh, Harvest Moon, we've obviously got uh, Animal Crossing Wii coming. Is that anybody here... On the podcast, that uh, broadcast that's psyched about. Anybody got sucked into any of the other Animal Crossing? I did. Yeah. Guilty. Oh, wow. I have to admit that it, it was, once again, one of those games that it was very simplistic, but it was fun. Although uh, I cursed the name of Tom Nook and <laughs> wish he would burn and die. But uh, Well, you're going to owe him probably a lot more him. money. 
He probably found out a new way to make you owe him money, uh, and you will be Tom Nook's indentured servant. And I'm still a little disturbed. I don't remember if there's a running gag with this actually in the game. The Nook's Cranny was that actually the name. Yeah, that was actually. I'm really disturbed by Nook's Cranny because that just brings all sorts of bad images to my head. So thank you, you guys Nintendo. Get, like I did to the point in the game where you were kind of like, well, I'm really not into it anymore. What happens if I hack down every tree and let every weed grow? Uh, and just and I had the DS version was the one I played, so I could screw with the clock. Yeah, that was great. And the other fun thing is the the visiting town features is great, especially when you get a hold of someone else's game and go into their town and hack down all their trees, dig up all their land, <laughs> and uh, do everything you can to raise and burn and pillage. You didn't yeah, my realize wife you could was do that. Pissed. <laughs> I had a ball doing it though. I got into that game until I realized, uh, kind of what I realized with World of Warcraft, that, wait a minute, this is work. Yes. I, I stopped playing that game when I had more money than God himself. Uh, they, they put a golden statue of me out in the yard because I had paid off Tom Nook and uh, was now the richest man in town. When I had more money than I knew what to do with, I said, okay, I'm done. Uh, I'm turning this thing off. I would look off. forward to being able to buy Tom Nook's store. If I can raise enough money in, in Animal Crossing Wii and buy Tom Nook's store and make him work for me, then I'll probably be all into that game. Uh, if not, I'm not really interested in so, it. I didn't level you, it all the way up. I just stopped when I decided I could just piss off the mole thing several <laughs> times. <laughs> oh, God. Resetty. Oh. So you're saying that you would love to own Nook's Cranny? Is that what you're saying? I would I would make Nook's I would make he Nook would my little bitch and his little Nook cranny. That's, <laughs> that's exactly what I'm saying. I would not um, touch his cranny with a ten foot pole. But, um, he would like it with a ten foot pole. <laughs> not saying that I could. I would buy the ten but, foot pole in the floral panel and the floral pattern in the stripe pattern. You know, like every coordinated match set: the wood <laughs> version, the metal version. You know, the uh, uh, retro Nintendo version. The retro Nintendo version. Uh, we would get uh, KC Slider to come K up KK KK Slider to come up there and play a little tune while we uh, took care of Nook, you know. Um, so a jaunty yeah. little tune. But what's, uh, what I'm playing? Uh, so I obviously I finished Bionic Commando Rearmed. I finished the game, um, and I finished it just so I could legitimately gripe about it. Like I didn't want to be like, well, you never finished it, so you just think it's hard, you know. Uh, but we finished it, so we're cool. It's like, no, I finished that game, and it sucked. Um, 80% of the game is great. The last 20%, you may just go ahead and not play. You know, unless you just have to finish the game. I'd just say, you know... See, like, I have not yelled at the TV like that since 8-bit Nintendo days. Like, actually cursing... And the difference between now and then, the controller wasn't like a $2 controller. You know, like, the Xbox 360 controllers are very expensive, especially the wireless ones. You do not want to throw those and break those. Um, but I had that urge. <laughs> I think the game I'm going right to move there. into now, I played the demo, but I think I'm going to be playing Braid. Um, I don't know if any it of you have checked that out. I, I've, looked, I've looked at it. It um, looks good, it, but it I haven't played it yet. It is a game to mess with your mind. Um, and like it, It's he kind of a cross between a platformer and a puzzle game. And there's just weird rules in each little world, and kind of like Portal, you don't know the rules. Nobody tells you the rules. You kind of have to figure them out as you go. Um, and it's a great game to watch somebody else play and laugh at them because you know what how to solve the puzzle, and you know it's going to take them at least an hour to realize uh, that. If you haven't played it, grab the demo, play through the demo. It's a pretty good lengthy demo to get a feel of the game, so I recommend that. Is that the one with the uh, weird... Uh, time shift effect where yes. you move right and time moves forward, you move left, time moves back, and you're trying to ma manipulate the system. In one there. world, in one that world. is the way it works. In one world, you move forward, time goes forward, and then you move back, and then time goes back. Your X button does like a Prince of Persia style rewind, right. although you can rewind all the way to the beginning. But you can also rewind your actions in the world that you go forward and backwards, creating like multiple layers of time manipulation. And you have to do that sometimes to move pieces around the map. And there's certain pieces that aren't affected by time, and certain pieces are. So, I mean, and it just, and from what I've heard in some of the other reviews is that they just layer these insane mechanics, and then they just start getting wild after that. And there's just crazy things that the reviewers don't even talk about. 
Um, you know, it's like, I'm not going to ruin this, but it just gets weird. Plain old up weird. The animation style um, is, is really artistic. It looks like um, a Van Gogh painting. Like I like playing? the style. I like the music of a demo. I, I saw it and I'm like, eh, this is a platformer. I know I'm not going to get into it's this. It's totally not really a platformer. It's more puzzle gamer than platform. Yeah. Uh, but it definitely is like mocking Super Mario Brothers. I do like that the music rewinds as you rewind through the game. It's like, it's so cute. <laughs> so, gentlemen, um, uh, we've hit an hour here, so... That wraps up another Chainsaw Buffet. If you have any comments that you want to send us, send them to podcast at Chainsaw Buffet. You know, we should probably set up broadcast at Chainsaw Buffet and see if anyone uses that email address, the proper email address. Probably not. Probably they won't, but if they're hardcore fans, they will, because um, they'll be back in the day. They'll say, well, in the something effing episode, uh, they said to you email broadcast. So, this is the only time I'll say broadcast at chainsawbuffet.com, and we'll see if we fix up on that. Um, that's podcast. Broadcast. <laughs>